Not everyone is meant to make a difference. But for me, the choice to live an ordinary life is no longer an option. Hey everybody, welcome to your latest monthly installment of From Squared Circle to the Silver Screen here on North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Cowboy. Doing well here on a wintry evening in lovely New England, preparing for our two to three feet of snow to come in the next 24 hours, so that's fun. I'm joined by my partner, Mr. Crossland, Cowboy and Crossland. Mr. Crossland, not expecting snow is that right logan uh yeah definitely not expecting snow uh we're, we're lucky to get uh like 40 degrees uh here so <laughs> we feel we're real not, bad for you we feel bad for you <laughs> we're not getting feet of snow we're more just getting uh br- brisk winds and you know just just a little bit of coldness i mean to me it's freezing i'm sure to you it would be like a just a normal normal day so <laughs> it's tough it's i've tough. seen so, i've seen yeah, I've seen snow probably like real snow that stuck probably four times in my entire life. So I'll send you some photos tomorrow because this is supposed to be a doozy. So we're getting hit by what's called a uh, bomb cyclone. Oh wow! Yeah, it sounds, like fun, right? it sounds like fun, right? It sounds amazing. <laughs> and I went to I went to Walmart this afternoon. As the uh, procrastinator, like everybody else, so that was that was a zoo. I was like fighting for the last two cream cheeses in there, <laughs> and you know it's good now. I'm home, and I'm feeling like I'm probably not gonna really leave this room for the rest of the weekend. So I thought, what a perfect time for us to give folks another edition of From Squared Circle to the Silver Screen, don't you think? Oh yeah, I think it's the perfect day, uh, and, and it'll ring in the bomb cyclone coming in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be a good way to kind of ring it in for you. <laughs> exactly. And if we had to name this bomb cyclone, would we name it Bone Saw? Yeah, yeah, that, that that'd be a pretty awesome storm name. So I think that would be a definitely definitely a good one for sure. <laughs> little foreshadowing there, little foreshadowing there. So for those new to the show, Logan and I, we take a look once a month at a movie that either stars or, in some cases, doesn't star but has a cameo of a wrestler. So um, think think starring wrestler, you know, movie with The Rock, something like that, or. Not starring cameo, you could think of potentially like Rocky with Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips, or the movie that we're going to talk about tonight, Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire, and a great cameo from the late, great Randy Macho Man Savage playing Bonesaw. Logan, first up, we had... um, 
we had talked a little bit on the last show, which I think was kind of the genesis for this. We talked a little mm-hmm. bit about No Way Home, and we enjoyed that conversation. So we decided, hey, let's do a Spider-Man movie. So talk to me about about Spider-Man, right? The, the movie that we reviewed, kind of your, your overarching thoughts of the movie. And then maybe talk a little bit about how you how you kind of rate this one in, in comparison to some of the others. Yeah, 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 I got you. Um, but yeah, this is this definitely came from our discussion in the last episode. We kind of, you know, we did red notice, but we kind of did like a spoilerific chat about No Way Home. Um, but this, you know, this was my introduction to the Spider-Man character. I didn't really read comics. I didn't watch the cartoon. I was only like uh, nine years old when this came out, I think, or eight or nine, one of those two. Uh, so it's really my introduction to the character. Um you know, and it was an intro- introduction for me to a lot of the actors as well. This was, you know, Toby and uh, James Franco, William Defoe, um, Kirsten Dunst. I had seen in Jumanji, so uh, she, she she had been a she had been in a movie that I'd seen before. So, um, but yeah, I mean, th- this started it all. Uh, I mean, Spider Man throughout history, my favorite uh, superhero character that has been in movies like this. I've always enjoyed all the movies. Uh, even the bad ones that a lot of people think are bad. Um, but yeah, and I mean, this started it all. This kind of introduced the character to a lot of people that, you know, didn't really read the comics and, uh, you know, got into it through the movies and stuff like that. So, um, but I think it's a really well-told story. I think all the all the performances are really well done. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as, like, kind of putting it up against the other ones, I, I kind of like the newer ones with Tom Holland. I feel like he's... Like he's probably the best Peter Parker. He's he kind of is the age that I would think Spider Man is. Toby Maguire, while he was younger in this one, uh, still is kind of like he seems more adultish to me than he is a high school kid or a, you know a graduating senior. Uh, Tom Holland kind of fits that younger uh, demographic a little bit better, even though he's probably mid twenties at this point too. So he's probably not really a teenager either. Um, but in the first couple, he definitely seemed like he was a kid. Um. But yeah, like I said, I I enjoy the newer ones a little bit better. But uh, I, I'd say the first two in this series are probably two of the best uh, Spider-Man movies that they've made, just pure quality wise. I do enjoy the Andrew Garfield uh, ones. I know a lot of people don't, uh, but I think he's really witty and kind of brings a good bit of comedy to it uh, that I that I enjoy. Um, I think his villains are really poorly done in those movies, so I think that's a lot of people's problems with him. But I, I think he does a good job, and I think Emma, Emma Stone does a good job. Um, but I'd say the Tobey Maguire ones are definitely better than those. Uh, but I also definitely enjoy the Tom Holland ones uh, that have come out more recently. Um, what about you? Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, and some of that's probably got something to do with kind of how far we've come like from a special mm-hmm. effects perspective and things like that, like, like watching this movie, Spider-Man one really good movie. And I've seen it a bunch of times, but I hadn't watched it in a while. It did mm-hmm. kind of jump out like kind of how, how much, how much more advanced like no way home was from just like a visual mm-hmm. perspective. Right. Like, so, so I think that's part of it. I kind of buy Toby as a young kid, and I think it's probably because I'm older than you, <laughs> mm-hmm. Logan. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> like Andrew, I kind of had the he's. I felt like he 
it's a different spin on the character. I feel like it's, it felt like a little older to me. But like when this came out, Toby felt like like a young, like a like around a high school kid. Tom Holland has a younger look. Like I mm-hmm. think he just kind of looks younger. <laughs> just then he then he is. You kind of alluded to that. Um, but I I would I would agree. I think the the newer ones are probably better better movies um, than the Tom Holland movies i think some of it is special effects driven um it's interesting because i i and i think it most folks right would put the andrew garfield kind of movies kind of third on the totem pole but i thought in no way home that he was the best i thought he and i think i said this on the last show i thought he was awesome in that and um toby looked a little bit older in that one maybe had lost his fastball <laughs> a little bit but he was, it was still good um, the villain, the, but, and you, you touched on this, what, what stuck out to me in this movie was just how good William Defoe was. Like he was great in No Way Home and he's just, he might be the best villain in the, in the kind of the history of, of the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the fact that he came back in the, in the new one, it was equally as awesome. Uh, he's just, he has that look, he has that little smile and smirk that he does when he's the goblin and it just, it, it's just, it just overtakes the screen and he, he's just so good at it and he's so e- good at doing the evil voice and, um, and he's good at kind of playing the dual personality. He, you know, he feels real desperate to kind of get away from it, but it always overtakes him. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a real strong part of this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely in, enjoyed him in this, in this one and the new one. Uh, I think he really brought it in the new one. And like you said, I think Garfield, I, I think he redeemed himself in a lot of people's eyes. I think even people that didn't like his movies thought he was great in the newest one. So, um, I think, I think, you know, anybody that had doubts about whether he could play the character well, could he kind of was redeemed in that moment. So. Uh, I think it was. A, I think. I think them reappearing in in the new movie made it uh, a lot better for a lot of the a lot of the uh, thought processes that a lot of people had about those characters. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about. So we'll talk about it is the wrestling show, right? So we have to. <laughs> we have to talk about the big scene. So. Spider Man before he's really Spider Man, right? He's got like the not the real costume and stuff yet just he's kind of just figuring out his powers talk to me logan about what you how you thought what you thought about the the scene with savage uh i mean you know savage is absolutely just geek to the gills he's on copious amounts of stereo i mean like he was way bigger than he even was at the end of his wrestling career so i mean he is juiced out of his mind in this one um, but you know the bone saw is ready is always a line that made me laugh. Uh, he's just so intense in the character. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good scene. Uh, the chair shots that uh, Savage gives uh, to Toby or Peter Parker in this and uh, the little wrestling match that they had uh, were pretty brutal. I thought he really laid them in. Uh, obviously, you know they're gimmicked uh, like they all are. Um, but I, I thought he really laid in those shots um, and some of the flips and. Uh, stuff that he does into the cage like when he at the end when he kind of flips him into the cage and he lands like head first pretty brutal move um but yeah i I really enjoyed it uh you know peter kind of had to be super elusive and kind of get away from him because he was going to overpower him no matter what 
Um, but that, that that scene has always really stood out to me, and I always really enjoyed it. And Savage does a good job for what he's in there for, so I enjoyed it. Definitely. And I, you hit on it. You stole a little bit of the thunder here. But <laughs> the thing that really jumped out at me was how big he was. Like, I mean, he was mm. huge, huge, huge. Like, and, and I hate to say it, but with all the Baseball Hall of Fame stuff going on over the last couple of days, the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw him was like, you know, when they put the picture up of like Barry Bonds when he was like in the, play, playing for the Pirates versus Barry Bonds, like at the end of his career. Like, that's what I'm it's the first thing I saw, because if you think about Savage, right, when he kind of broke into the WWE, he's more of like a like a high flyer, right? Like a high flyer. You know, definitely not like an Adonis. And I mean, he was just massive, massive in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got a good physique back then, but not anywhere near what he is in the in this situation. Yeah, that Barry Bonds comparison is pretty good. Uh, me and me and Jenny talked about a savage match just uh, last night on another pod, and yeah, like at that point, he's real wiry, and you know, he's all over the place. He's super fast. He run, you know, he's he has this, you know. Um, he has this thing about him where he's just all over the place. He kind of pinballs everywhere. He's just got so much more speed and energy than a lot of his opponents. So, um, but yeah, at this point, he's definitely moving around very big because he probably can because he's so juiced. But yeah, he's just absolutely huge in this uh, scene that he has in this movie. So you think he was, uh, that was not natural is what you're saying. You keep alluding to I, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was quite natural. Um <laughs> I mean, there may have been some prosthetics to make him look a little bit bigger, but I think most of it was uh, pretty na- – uh, it wasn't natural, but it was uh, scientific, we'll say. Let me get the gym. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he lives at the gym and takes a little bit of powder and a little bit of shots in the ass here and there, so you know. <laughs> it was a um, – I thought it was a really good scene. So I was trying to look at it. Did the guy that – did, was that a wrestler that we would know that was like on the stretcher coming out of the ring when Toby was heading to the ring? I looked at it and I couldn't tell. I think he was just kind of a nameless luchador. I don't think he was really uh, supposed to be anybody that we were supposed to notice or anything like that. So uh, not that I know of, but I, I I could be completely wrong at the same time. But I, I'm pretty sure it was just going to, you know, somebody just to say, oh, my legs, he broke my legs, you know, so. Uh, yeah, no way you're wrong, yeah. Logan. No way. You're wrong. <laughs> that's we uh, There's a chance. <laughs> that's why you're on here. There's one of us who's bright, and then the other one's me. So, <laughs> and then I I I, I like the cage. We're putting down the cage or whatever they said. I thought that was really cool. And to your point, for you know, considering it was like an older Macho Man Savage. And Toby Maguire, I thought they put on a pretty good, a pretty good wrestling match. It was, uh, you know, obviously you can do a lot with the camera, yada yada. But the chair shots were good. Um, I liked Kobe, Kobe, rest in peace, Mamba. Toby uh, hiding kind of on the top of the cage for a little bit there, and I just, yeah, I thought the whole thing was good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the cage was like made of like rebar. It wasn't like your natural uh, <laughs> wrestling cage. It was just like a rebar that you kind of d- dug up from the ground that would kind of hold a building together. You know, like be under some cement. So it was a pretty brutal cage, um, just to structure itself. But uh, I love that they kind of just start dropping the cage, and Toby's like, "No, I didn't sign up for a cage." <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's shitting his pants before it even starts. So. Um, which I don't blame him. So, <laughs> and then Logan. So you you were watching wrestling at the time. Did they do anything with Savage like where they like they did with Zeus, where Bone Saw was like a real guy, or was it strictly just for this movie? I think he's in the comics. Uh, he's I, I don't think he's as big and as uh, out of this world as uh, Randy Savage is, but I do believe. No, no, that's uh, not what he, I mean. Did like WCW. Oh or wherever savage was wrestling bring him out as bone saw i don't think so oh no 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 no. yeah uh wcw had shut down by this point and, uh, <laughs> i think uh yeah he wasn't having anything to do with wwe at that point so yeah definitely not oh he was on his i got you okay and so yeah so not my i'm not a noted wrestling historian folks so if that was a stupid question I apologize. I apologize. Just trying to educate myself as we go here. So no, you're good. I, yeah, he he was basically retired at that point, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't doing anything at that point, wrestling wise. So Logan, if you had to pick a current day wrestler to play Bone Saw, oh, <laughs> it's tough because he was really awesome. Like I mean, he was he's a very unique guy, Savage, and he's kind of. I mean, I hate to say it like this because of obviously what, you know, what happened to him. But he does kind of have like that, you know, like like the sweat and like the like he like the pumped up look like he's, you know, one step away from losing it or from. Where his heart's about to explode any second. So like, yeah. like, who do you got? Who do you got in that in that spot today? If they if they if they redid this scene and. You know, the next Spider-Man movie. I mean, it would have to be somebody that's just absolutely ginormous. Um, Nobody can live up to the charisma that Randy Savage has. So really, the answer is no one. Um, But it would have to be just like a gigantic giant kind of guy. So maybe like a Braun Strowman or somebody like that. I could kind of just chuck him around with with the size and stuff like that. But uh, I I, I really couldn't come up with anybody because I don't think anybody else could do this but Randy Savage. Um, But who who did you have in mind? All right. So I don't think, you know, from a charisma standpoint, like to your point, it's not even close. (laughs) But from a look standpoint, I thought Brian Cage might be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see it from a looks perspective. Yeah, he definitely has that uh, absolutely cut and juiced out of him, uh, for sure. So, um, but yeah, that, that'd be a good one. Uh, obviously, like you said, charisma can't be matched. But um, yeah, it'd have to be somebody this juiced like that. And he's probably the only guy that looks like anybody from that generation uh, or some kind of giant. So uh, it'd have to be somebody like that that could kind of throw him around. Poor Brian Cage, right? Born... Born ten years too late. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I mean, that guy, that that guy is, uh, you know, if he's if he's coming up, I mean, he could have been the Ultimate Warrior, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, just throw some face paint on him, and he could just That's yell incoherently for about 10 minutes. So, yeah, he could definitely could have done it. Yeah, he, he definitely was born in a generation too late, I think. But now we're in, like, the work rate era, right, where that does <laughs> not exactly his thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he can he could probably have a ma- good match with somebody that in there with him that he could, uh, you know, that kind of guide him. But yeah, he's not he's not really uh, a top top star in this era for sure. <laughs> but I think he probably could have uh, succeeded in an earlier generation for sure. I guess Lashley could do it too. Yeah, or, or you know, if you want to, I mean, you you could do Brock. Brock could get in a cage with somebody and kind of rough him up and throw him around. So. Uh, it, you could you could do some of the fighter kind of guys like that. It could work. Um, and those guys, I just, uh, Lashley's Lashley's pretty jacked, so he probably would work. But as flabby and you know, out of shape looking as I feel like Brock looks sometimes, I don't know that he would be that. Other than the fact that he's Brock Lesnar, I don't think he would be that intimidating. Right, right. Just but La- Lashley's huge. Lashley's a huge guy, mm. and he's intimidating. Yeah, it, and he's an amateur wrestler, and he did some fighting in Bellator, I think. So I mean, he's he, did, he, did. he has he has like real experience. So I can um, I can speak much more intelligently about that than I can <laughs> than I can about wrestling. But yes, yes, he fought in Bellator. Not overly impressive. So um, as you might imagine, he didn't have the greatest gas tank in the world. <laughs> in the uh, world, okay. a lot of these guys, like big, big, muscular guys they gas out quick. So like, you know, you sacrifice, you sacrifice some cardio when you pack on like 80, 90 pounds of extra muscle than, than your body. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your finishers. If, if they don't finish you, they're kind of, they're going to get gas before too long. So I, I, I dabbled in MMA for a while, uh, watching it and stuff, but I, I thought I, you meant you fought. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I watched it some uh, when I was in high school and kind of college, but I've fallen off it throughout the years. But I definitely would look to you in that uh, for uh, an expert. Uh, look, look, I would look for you to uh, tell me a little bit more about that. So, <laughs> so if you get it once, once in your life, you should go to a, a UFC pay-per-view and you'll be hooked. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. That they put on. Yeah. They put on the best live show. My father, my father is a huge, huge, huge sports fan, Cowboy Senior, but is but is also like very set in his ways. Like I've been a UFC fan since UFC. I, I remember watching UFC two at my house oh, okay. wow. in high school, and um, mm-hmm. I've been a UFC fan the whole time. And I would always tell him, like, Dad, you'd like it. Dad, you'd like it. He's like, I'm not watching that shit, you know, basically. <laughs> and then the – um, so then – and, I mean, that's years and years and years. Like, I go to a bunch of live events. He just wants nothing to do with it. Then the pandemic happened. And, like, my dad just watched his sports every night. And everything yeah. shut down but the UFC. <laughs> Dana White kept it going. So my dad was like forced to either not watch sports or he had to watch the UFC because it was the only thing on. And mm-hmm. he watched it and just like got completely hooked, completely hooked. He's watched every single like including like the preliminaries and fight and stuff. These cards are like six hours long. He's watched every single fight that's happened since the start of the pandemic. And so yeah. now we've gone to. We've gone to a few live events. He came to freaking Vegas with me to go to a live event. 
Like, oh, yeah. so it's like become like this bonding thing for us. But if 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 he could be flipped, Logan, anyone can. So we'll welcome you aboard that train when the time comes. Especially <laughs> if you already like professional wrestling, because mm. it's not the same. But it's you know, it's yeah, not yeah. not totally apples and oranges either. Yeah, I was, they're not completely different, but they're you know d- different enough to where you you could you could enjoy one and not the other, or you could enjoy both. I, I still keep up with it. I keep up with who the champions are and stuff like that. I, just, I like back in high school when I could have like a bunch of friends over and we could pull together money, we would get some of the funds. Um, but I just I I can't in good conscience spend uh, as much money as some of those fights are. So. <laughs> No, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not that deep into the weeds to where I could just be like, "Oh man, yeah, you gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch this tonight. I gotta spend sixty or sixty-five dollars, whatever it is, every month or every other weekend or how often they have them." Um, but yeah, yeah, I do. I, I always spend it. Yeah, you're a high roller though. So I mean, as not as a high roller. Pre- yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, a high, a high loser, a high loser. There's a big difference. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you win sometimes. <laughs> oh, every once in a while, yes, yes. But the thing is, you're never really gonna win, you know, unless you just don't go. Like that's that's you know what I mean. Like you can win, yeah, that, but that's, that's that's the way it works. That's <laughs> the, it's math. It's math. It's it's the deck stacked against you. Um, all right, Logan. Anything back to Spider-Man. Anything that you that you didn't like about the movie that like watching it again that stood out as eh this could have been better oh one thing for me one thing for me I was really struck by this during the wrestling match because Toby made that joke to Savage that would just never ever fly now and I, I was actually taken a little bit aback by it where he said what he say he said something like. Uh, I like your outfit. Did your husband pick it out for you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did your yeah, your husband make it for you or whatever? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that that definitely gets to be seen as controversial nowadays. No, um, like they would yeah. never. That would never be in a Spider-Man movie now. Like it, it was. It's just so interesting, like culturally, how things change over the years. Because at that time, that was no, that was not considered a, a big deal. And now, you know, that it just. And, but it, then you go back and watch some stuff in the eighties. And it's like, oh, like some of like some of the stuff in <laughs> No Holds Barred. It was like, oh, God, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's just flat out there. And you're just like, oh, my God, how did they get away with this? Why did yeah, they and it's that? like, no, and it's just like it's it's just it, it, it's interesting reviewing these movies because you have to look at it through the lens of, OK, this is 20 years old. This is 40 years old. This is 30 years old. And things were just different. And. I'm certain that 20 years from now, when people watch whatever, Spider-Man No Way Home, there's going to be stuff in there. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they did that. We we don't even know what it is. Yeah, there is, it's ever-changing. Something's, something different is always going to offend somebody. And, you know, that that probably isn't the best thing to have they could have said. But obviously, yes, yeah, like you said, it's like different with the times. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I could see, I could see that definitely nowadays being controversial, but there's always going to be something else. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I like to make right. it clear that I am not saying I'm not yearning for the good old days or anything like that at all. Like, I think, I think it's good that we've made progress in, in these areas. I just thought it was, I did. It always strikes me 
watching when we when we review these movies that are older, just the difference in differences in culture on culture and cultural norms over over time. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, But as far as something I didn't enjoy in the movie, um, I I didn't really enjoy the whole uh, Harry Osborne and Mary Jane dating. I understand it kind of led to, uh, you know, Mary Jane having feelings for Peter kind of towards the end. Um, But that just always that that to me always seemed kind of forced. The whole Harry character in this movie, other than to kind of push along the point at the end that like he's going to seek vengeance on uh, Peter Park or Spider Man for killing his father, um, or perceiving that he killed his father. So I mean, I, the, his character was just kind of there. Uh, he just you know he just kind of came off as like a rich prick kid that I think he was supposed to really come off as. Um, but it was, his character was more to be built for further movies, but, and I just don't think James Franco as an actor was quite there yet. I mean, he was young. Uh, I don't know exactly how old he was, but you know, he was, he was probably still brand new to the acting game. I would say, um, you know, he had been in, uh, freaks and geeks at that point. So, um, I think he had done a little bit more comedy and kind of stuff like that, but he was more in a kind of a serious role here. So that little forced relationship kind of there in the middle, just, Never really clicked for me, but um, that they, it was a was plot device, then. right? Like, I mean, it was, but it was. I agree, it was like a heavy-handed plot device mm-hmm. where they. I think one, they didn't have any chemistry at all, the two of them. So it made oh, it, kind of, it made it like pretty unbelievable. Whereas, like her and Toby, I thought had actually pretty good chemistry, considering like he was a little bit nerdy at the time, right? And she was. You know, considered, you know, one of the uh, like a, you know, I don't know how to say this, a nine or a ten <laughs> at the time. Oh, yeah. I thought they had pretty good chemistry, and James Franco probably more of like a ladies' man, but it's just, you know, they they just didn't click for me. Yeah, I mean that that it nothing about them at any point. I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna make it. They're 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 meant for each other. So I mean, they just. Uh, it, was, it was just something about Franco. He just seemed kind of uncomfortable. Um, I, obviously, like I said, it was probably one of his earlier movies. Uh, I mean, and it, it, it was more kind of a serious thing. I think he's more comfortable in kind of a comedic role. And I think he gets better in this role that goes on. Uh, but I always think he was definitely one of the weaker points of these movies as they go on as well. Uh, but I do think he gets a little bit more comfortable in it. But uh, yeah, I, I think his, I think his, Chops are more in the uh, comedic comedic roles at this point. So I mean, he he'll eventually get there, but uh, not quite at this point. Um, and they definitely didn't have chemistry. I'll, I'll agree with that. How about? And I I never noticed this the first time I the first few times I watched the movie, and I did not realize this. But you know the guy, you know Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know that's the guy from True Blood and Magic Mike. Joe Matt Mangiello, Mangin and Elio, like the like the big burly bearded guy that was like turned into like this, this huge like stud when he, when he got older because it was so funny watching it. I was and because I, I, I saw it on IMDb after I'm like God is that him? And it was. Yep. It sure it, it sure is yeah 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 it's it's kind of a random uh, thing to see him in here because he's obviously like you said he's he goes on being those. Uh, other movies and he's a big tough guy and, and all those other things and he's kind of this just wiry bully uh you know quarterback dating the hot girl uh 
So, um, but yeah, and especially how they have Flash Thompson portrayed in the newer movies, I think they're kind of trying to make fun of the fact that he's always this big, burly kind of uh, bully guy, and he's kind of a smart uh, geek in the newer ones. Uh, so right. it was definitely weird kind of seeing him in that role when nowadays it's just this short little uh, Middle Eastern kid. So, um, but yeah, definitely seeing him nowadays, you would think, man, that, that, that can't be him, but it definitely is. Yeah, so... For me, and I, I agree with you around the Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. Like, I didn't like that. And, yeah, this is, I'm going to sound like a jerk, but I'll just say it anyway. The thing I didn't like about the movie, and I think it's because I was comparing it to the new movie, was Aunt May. Mm. I didn't, I, I was not, not a fan of this Aunt May. I thought it's Marissa Tomei, right, in the, in the new ones? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I thought she's just like a thousand times better as Aunt May, and and you hate to say negative stuff about about, about Aunt May, but she was a <laughs> she was a real detractor for me in this movie. I thought she just didn't bring anything, really anything to the table. You know, Marissa Tomei it, like really developed that character, and in this, I feel like she's just kind of there, and I didn't. That was a weak performance. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's always just like, so. Oh, I'm I'm an old lady, and I'm just kind of clueless about everything. So I mean, I mean, how old were Peter Parker's parents supposed to be if these are these are his aunt and uncle? These people are fucking old, and he's not right. that old. Oh, I can't imagine his parents are that old, and these people would have to be like. 10 years younger than his parents, or 10 or 15 years younger than his parents. Who, 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 who are these old people? Why are they his aunt and uncle? There's no way. It makes no sense. No sense, right? It, it, it makes zero sense. I mean, you know, I, I mean, they're not like ancient old, but I mean, eventually, when did you get to, uh, about the third Spider-Man? Aunt May's about pushing about 90, <laughs> I would say so. Right. Uh, it's like great Aunt May. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I can understand Great Aunt May or, uh, you know, Grandmother May or, you know, Grandpa, you know, Ben or whatever. But, yeah, I I, I never did understand that because there's there's no way Peter's dad or mom had a sister or brother that was that much older than they were. No way. <laughs> and, yeah, she just kind of plays the old lady that kind of gets bullied around uh, by the goblin. And th- she doesn't really do much other than cry and ask Peter why he's been so hor- a hormonal teenager the whole time. So I definitely agree yeah. and can see where you're coming from. And so, Logan, so we, that that's what didn't work. So give me – what did you think of – so. Instead of saying what's your favorite scene in the movie, I want to talk about the final scene, the like the final Green Goblin death scene. It's about five minutes long, the fight, and I think it's like pretty clearly the best scene in the movie. I thought she, I, I thought very well acted. I, I kind of like the way he dies. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but I like the way he dies. And yeah. and it was interesting because they were kind of like in in no way home. They almost made it like Peter killed him, and he was like, "Okay, I'm not going to kill him this time." But Peter didn't really kill him. He kind of killed himself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, he definitely 
he definitely uh th- i think that was a way to kind of save face for spider-man uh to a lot of the fans they didn't want to make him out as a killer because you know the whole thing with uh batman on the other side and dc uh he never kills anybody he always makes sure you know he might he may beat him beat him to near death but he he's gonna end up putting him in prison eventually um, so I think they kind of wanted to save face with Spider-Man here. They didn't want to make him actually kill kill Green Goblin here. It was kind of self, you know, he he, he did it to himself. You know, he, he was trying to take out Spider-Man, but he ended up kind of getting himself. So uh, I think they were just trying to save the Spider-Man character from, you know, being a killer or whatever. I mean, even though, you know, it would have been in the, in the name of justice because he had killed so many people before that. So um but yeah i think they definitely kind of skirted around that they made goblin kind of you know have some a little bit of self-mutilation with the glider and all that kind of stuff so um but yeah i i definitely think that's kind of why they did that but it was a great scene i really liked how he went how goblin was astute enough to go back into the osborne character to try to tug at Peter's heartstrings mm-hmm. and, and did it like convincingly enough that Peter was kind of buying it for a second, but really, I thought really, really well acted scene by Defoe. There were real doubts too, with that Peter was going to win that fight. Like he was getting the shit kicked out of him. And, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of liked how Peter was like resigned to losing and then Goblin started talking trash about MJ and not to bring the wrestling mm-hmm. thing into it, but Peter kind of halts up, right? So he like, he's like, he's like, you're not going to do anything to MJ. He blocks the, the, the sword or whatever. And it goes really, mm-hmm. I just thought the, I thought the whole thing was done really, really well. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole fight is awesome. Uh, yeah, like you said, Pete, Peter was getting his ass kicked, and he's his mask is all messed up, and his uh, it gets all torn up, and you can see like most of his face. Uh, so yeah, he really got his ass handed to him. But then yeah, he kind of mentions MJ, and he kind of spideys up or you know hulks up like you said, uh, and re- really starts giving it to him, and he even blocks the sword or you know scepter or whatever that thing was supposed to be, or whatever it was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he definitely spidied up and uh, delivered on the goods, and uh, eventually uses his little spidey sense to uh, jump out of the way of the glider. And uh, so yeah, definitely a great scene, good fight, um, and it was good that it kind of was a little bit of a back and forth. You know, somebody got a little bit of offense, and then somebody else kind of came back. So good wrestling match for sure, almost as good as the other wrestling match that was also in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So what other scenes did you like, Logan? Uh, I like the uh, whole uh, part where Spidey saved uh, MJ from uh, falling from the balcony, you know, all, all that stuff. Just, uh, the other fight that they have where, uh, you know, uh, Norman comes in, uh, Green Goblin comes in and kind of ruins the uh, parade that they were having. Um, and Spidey kind of saves the day there. Um, but, you know, Osborne was like, oh, I'll see you again, Spider-Man. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that one for sure. Um, any other scenes that caught your fancy? What you? What else did you like? I mean, I like the, you know, maybe call me a sap, but the hanging upside down <laughs> thing. 
Oh yeah, it's yeah, cute. Yeah. The greatest, it's cute. The, the greatest kiss of all time. <laughs> the greatest kiss of all time. I think. Yeah, I think. I think you got to. Uh, you got to mention it when you're talking about this movie. Um, but yeah, overall, just a very, very strong movie. So out of ten boxes of popcorn, I'm gonna give it like an eight and a half. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that um, Ryder, my, my my nephew, I spend a lot of time with is probably the biggest Spider-Man fan in the whole world. Mm. Uh, he couldn't join us tonight, but I did talk to him before the show. <laughs> and he rates this, I believe he said, as number three on his personal list of Spider-Man movies behind the uh, Tom Holland Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Uh, okay, I got you. Um, I got you. <laughs> uh, How about you, yeah. Logan? How what, many what, boxes what, of popcorn? Oh, yeah. Uh, eight and a half sounds good. That sounds like a good number that you came up with. Um, I, I maybe bump it to nine. Uh, these these first two Spider-Mans are really, really good. Uh, the second one to a lot of people is probably the best one other than maybe the newest one that came out. Um, but yeah, these first two Spider-Mans are really impressive uh, movies to watch. And it was a good way to kind of start and build the character. Um, what did you think about uh, Spider-Man or Peter Parker shutting down MJ at the end and saying, oh, I just kind of want to be friends? What do you think about that scene? Man. I mean, did you buy it? No. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like it was like setting up a sequel, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back, yeah, go watching it now. Obviously, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man, you're so full of shit. You're trying to save her because you're Spider-Man. And I even think she kind of realizes it at the end. She's like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I didn't believe it at all. I knew somehow that they were going to end up together uh, at the end. So, um, but I just didn't know how. You, if if you if you liked that scene or you bought it or uh, what whatever you kind of felt about that uh, that that scene. <laughs> yeah, so same as here. Like I just didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I guess he's like a noble thing, but I didn't really buy it. They could have just yeah, he wanted out, to and that would have been fine. <laughs> Mm, yeah, he, he wanted to keep her safe, and he did the, he did the noble thing. But you know, it, love love conquers all, and they were going to end up together no matter what. Right, exactly. So, what do you think, Logan? Uh, about the movie as a whole, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'd probably almost give it. Uh, I'd probably give it nine popcorn boxes. Nine popcorn boxes, nice. Yeah, all right. I, I'd probably I'd probably give it nine. So I, I really enjoyed it. I really like I said. I even, you know, the third one has its problems, uh, but I, I enjoy the, all the Toby ones, honestly. I enjoy the, all the Spider-Man movies because, uh, like I said, he's my favorite. So, um, yeah, he's just my favorite superhero, and I, I like his story, if the, you know, kind of being a teen, uh, going through all those problems and being a superhero. So he's always a character I'm just really connected with. So. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Logan, so we're here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. And I myself do one other show this week in the NFL, joined generally by uh, John D'Amato and my father, Cowboy Senior. We'll be um, actually recording right after this show, uh, coming up. AFC and NFC title game preview. It's been a whole lot of fun. So please tune into that. And Logan can tell you about all the other stuff <laughs> that, we have here, <laughs> that we have here on the network. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go through some stuff. Uh, I actually have one other show on the NoSo Network. Uh, it's called Chronoso. It's a little different from what we were doing before. Uh, they're going to start calling it Chronoso Daily. 
Uh, it's going to be going through WWF pay-per-views, and each day is going to be an individual match. So we're starting with WrestleMania 1, and uh, uh, the first episode will be the first match. Uh, and it'll be they'll, they, each episode will be about 10 to 15 minutes. They're just going to talk about each individual match throughout the card. So uh, me and Jenny, like I said, we're talking about a match last night uh, with uh, Savage in it. So that'll that'll be coming up. Um, some of the other shows we have here, uh, No Holds Barred, uh, that's JT and Aaron. They go through kind of a potpourri of topics. They're, right now they're talking about the greatest title changes, kind of ranking all the WWE title changes throughout uh, history. Um, and then uh, they're uh, going through their GWE list that they kind of redone from uh, about five years ago. We did that as a stretch project, so they're going to redo their list, uh, going through it, kind of updating it a little bit. Um, those are those two two threads that they're really going through right now. Um, Extreme Three Way Dance. Uh, that's JT, Matt, and Jenny. They go through ECW. They're in 1996 right now. Um, the year that was just finished up with Aaron. He did his final episode. Number one was 1987. So that was the best year pay per view wise of all time for him. Uh, but that was a great series that he went through. Uh, Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. That's Jake Williams. Uh, he's going through. Uh, 2002 WWE right now. I think his next episode is Armageddon, so he's almost uh, into 2003, but he's got a few more weeks of uh, 02 left. Uh, TNA Never Dies. That's Aaron, JT, and Jenny. Uh, they go they started TNA from the beginning. I think they're in uh, early 2003, kind of mid 2003 at this point. So they're making their way through that. Uh, JT adds his mailbag. Uh, once a month, he just answers questions that people have put on uh, the social media is kind of sent to him. Uh, he'll he'll you know, he'll do a few short questions and he'll kind of pick one long one. Then he kind of goes into uh, real in depth. Um, now earning the rumble. That's Aaron and JT. They're going through each entrant in every Royal Rumble uh, in history. And that's a pretty good uh, show to kind of deep dive into. Um, you know what that means? That's the AEW podcast with Jordan and uh, Andrew. Uh, WCW must die. That's uh, Johnny C, and he usually has rotating third or rotating second person. Uh, they talk about uh, kind of the last year or so of uh, WCW died away, uh, as the name would <laughs> tell you. Nine hundred two one zero. So that's JT and Tim. They're going through Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero from the beginning. Uh, second Brick Comics is a comic show with Mark Claire and Rimso. Um, like you said, this week in the NFL, as you guys, y'all are about to do the AFC and NFC championships. Um, and then we have a few other shows that are kind of on hiatus, um, that kind of, uh, they'll come back eventually, but people are just have a little bit busy time in life right now. So, uh, we have a couple of things on hiatus, but, uh, other than that, there's a few other shows, but, uh, that's, that's the gist. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Very good, Logan. So thank you for going through that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next month where we can guarantee you'll get the... We'll get the... Um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, Logan. It's been a long day. No, we, I no, guarantee that we will have more than a two-minute scene with a wrestler in the next show. That sound good to you, Logan? And, and, and we won't talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> no more Spider-Man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was at that sounds So good to me. we'll be yeah. back with Spider-Man Two. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, that takes so much. Upper Molina. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. 
great, great time as always, Logan. I love doing this with you, and we'll be back next month. Until then, stay, uh, stay cool, those in the Northeast. <laughs>